Hi everybody, I'm Josh. And I'm Ethan, and this is The Young Perspective. So before we get into this week's episode, which is going to be about the election, that's the most pressing issue these days. I mean, it's coming up. It's exciting. Go vote. Don't forget. Definitely vote. We're going to give a quick recap on the third presidential debate, which happened for us when we're recording last night on Thursday, the 22nd of October. And what happened was Trump, it was Biden. They were at Belmont University. And it was a little bit different in, in stark contrast to the first presidential debate where their mics were shut off. So the way it worked, the, the moderator, Kristen Welker, would ask a question uh, to each candidate. And then for the first two minutes, they got to respond with the other candidate's mic off. So they had no interruptions. They got to say what they wanted to say. And then they, after their, both of their two minutes were done, they had a little bit of open debate where there's a little bit of interruption. Right. It, it was interesting. I think that Biden was a clear winner. He spoke the best that he's ever spoken before. I think that Trump also did a good job in the sense that he decided not to be like he was a few weeks ago. He was less interruptive. He didn't go off on Biden. He was a lot more civil. Yeah. And he was held back. Uh, So that actually looked a lot better for him. That's not how he usually does things. But I think he realized that people thought he was crazy after the first debate. And I think he decided, well, maybe that's not the approach that I should take. Yeah, it's it's not only people thought it. I mean, his supporters actually didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of backlash from a lot of Republicans who said that demeanor was not something they liked in the president. So uh, whether it was Trump's choice or not, his his campaign advisor said, Trump, you got to calm it down a little bit. And his guess on, on one side, Trump didn't want the, the mics to be shut off, but that turned out being beneficial for him. I think that going into these last two weeks, this final stretch of this election, Trump is down a lot in the polls. And I know that's not a very clear indicator of of who is going to win or not, because while polls are never a clear indicator of who is going to win or not, but I think Trump had to go into that debate and make a point. I think he did better. Who knows what will end up happening. I also think that Biden did a great job, spoke probably the best that he's ever spoken. And during this year, during his campaign, and I also think that he sounded more presidential than ever. This brings us into our, our real topic for this week's episode. In the debates, you hear the candidates talk and talk and talk. Um, and you hear a lot of lies from, from, from specifically Trump's side. But even Biden added some mistruths and false facts this time around. So you're never really sure when you're hearing these candidates talk, talk what their actual policies are, what they believe, what they're committed to doing. So this episode, we've decided... Uh, to focus on what their actual policies are. And for me, at least, the policy is much more important, important than personality right. because policy is what they're actually going to do, where the personality is how they interact with us as Americans. So the first policy that we're going to talk about is healthcare. This is a huge, huge factor for many Americans. They Access to healthcare for a lot of people, um, they that's, that's life or death. And some people don't have it. And that's, that's not some people, it's a lot of people. And so for a while now, this has been a huge topic in the debates and in the last few decades of presidency. And Biden and Trump definitely have some big differences. Well, the real contrast is 
Biden believes that healthcare is a right. He believes all Americans have a right to access, you know, some some sort of healthcare, whether it's like totally free. I don't think he believes that. And and Trump doesn't think it's so much of a right. He's more into private healthcare, private insurance. So so yesterday in in the debate, we heard Trump attacking Biden, saying, "Biden, you want a total socialized healthcare system? You want free healthcare for everybody? You're going to eliminate private healthcare and and, and private insurance." And, you know, that's some of the blabber blabber we hear, but that's not actually Biden's stance. And he tried to push back, but it was a little hard. Yeah. So Biden actually on his website is laid out a pretty comprehensive plan of what he wants to do. So first of all, he wants to create a public health insurance option. It's called the Biden plan for every American. And that's a choice. They have a choice to take that plan that is free and they have to they have a choice to take that public option. And this will build off of Obamacare. The next idea is that he wants to increase the value of tax credits to, to lower the premiums and to extend coverage for more working Americans. And this is basically all this is going to do. It's going to cut down costs of health care, make it more affordable for middle class Americans. And it's going to make it that every American at any income can have an access to health care at an affordable cost. Biden's plan to improve upon Obamacare yesterday in the debate, he said he wants it to be called Biden Care. That's in contrast to what Trump wants to do. For the past four years, since 2017, Trump's been trying to repeal parts of Obamacare. He's been slowly kind of chipping at, at the edges. And we're going to see in the next couple of months, it's going to be dependent upon who goes to the Supreme Court. But we're going to see whether the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, is deemed unconstitutional for some like for technical things. It's not really about the whole idea. It's for more technical reasons. But if that happens, that's going to be a big win for Trump. Trump's very, very against socialized medicine. But Trump and Biden agree on one thing. He, they agree that the prescription drug companies, the big pharmaceutical companies, are charging too much to the, to the average American. A vial of insulin shouldn't cost $800 or $1,000. That's ridiculous. And they're both campaigning on, on working with pharmaceutical companies and putting regulations in place so they can lower those prices to make it you know, easily affordable for the average American. But we have to be moving on because there's a lot of other topics to cover. So the next big policy issue for both of the candidates is the economy and creating jobs in America. And that starts with, for Biden, the pandemic. He realizes that this pandemic has destroyed the economy, has taken away so many jobs from Americans, so we can't stop the jobs crisis until we stop the public health crisis and put a curb to this pandemic. And so he's stressed in the debates and on his website and on all of his campaign rallies that he wants to take a strong stance against the pandemic. He wants to open up, but he also wants to do it safely with masks, social distancing. He even said in the debate last night that he wants to add plexiglass to restaurants. Trump was very anti that. And so hopefully by doing these things, this pandemic will be less of an issue and we can and he can move on to start building back America's great economy. Trump has this actually a very similar thing. But some people say he hasn't done well with the pandemic. And he's tried to open up too early, causing some spikes in in different places. He agrees that we have to open up the economy and we have to get back. So he he says he will create 10 million new jobs in his first 10 months of of the second term. If he wins, he will create 1 million new small businesses. These are all getting back what we had before the pandemic. And, And Trump... Before in 2016, he ran on the economy. The economy was a big part of his campaign. Um, and the economy was doing great until the coronavirus. The question is, will he be able to win this election on, on the steam and, and the velocity the economy had before the pandemic? Biden 
his plan to you know boost the economy. He wants to focus on American manufacturing, and he wants to mobilize this, make more jobs in America, more manufacturing jobs in America. He wants to take jobs back to America. You know, Trump takes a very strong America first stance. Biden's maybe a little more relaxed on it, but it's still there. And I think he wants to definitely focus on it. And a big part that's different than Trump is the clean energy future part of the economy. He wants to make America's economy based off of strong manufacturing and infrastructure that has to do with clean energy. He wants to build an economy that's helpful for our environment and for climate change, while Trump has taken a little bit less of a stance on that. Relating to jobs from outside this country, bringing them back, Trump's really big into that. He has coined a term called made in America tax credits. So that's what he wants to do. He wants to give tax credits to companies that bring their manufacturing jobs from China, from Bangladesh, from India, back to the United States, which will create good paying American wage jobs. And he wants to give them tax credits, which is reasonable, right? We should we should give some kind of credit or benefit to a company that's dis- that, that is helping communities, that is helping bring jobs back to American people. Next, we move to climate change. As, as we've seen in a lot of Trump's tweets, he's not super into it. I'm going to pull up some of his tweets here. So some of Trump's favorite climate change t- tweets were, it's freezing in New York. Where the hell is global warming? We must reject the perennial prophets of doom and their prediction of the apocalypse. I don't think it's a hoax. I think there's probably a difference, but I don't know that it's man-made. The environment is more important to me. Someone wrote in a book that I am an environmentalist. So this is just Trump blabber blabber. Um, And sometimes Trump blabber blabber isn't so close to his policy, but this time it is. Trump historically has not made a big deal about climate change. This brings up the question of where is fact in the Trump administration? Throughout his four years, he's, he's looked at scientists. He said, no, you're wrong. He's looked at the statistics. He said, this is not true. He's pushed away facts, whether it be about climate change or a lot of other issues. Um, and then he has, his own, he has his own facts. He has one of his top advisors who's telling him about climate change. Once, once had a famous quote, he said, Earth needs more carbon dioxide to grow food. That's what his, his scientists are telling him. He's creating his own facts. For this coming election, we have to ask, where do facts play? Science versus fiction. It was, I think Biden brought it up at the very end of the debate last night. He said, Americans, I will take science over fiction. I will care about climate change. I will care about what's actually happening in America. I'm not going to lie to you about what's going on like Trump has. And Biden's taken a pretty strong stance against climate change. He says that right when he gets back in office, he wants to rejoin the Paris Climate Accords and he's going to create a plan that will ensure that America reaches 100% clean energy economy and a net zero emissions no later than 2050. And when he said this in the debate last night, Trump basically said, well, when you do that, are you going to make China do that? Are you going to make Russia do that? Are you going to make all these other countries do that? No. And that's basically the point. Basically, Trump says, great, climate change is bad. We should try and solve it, but it's going to hurt our economy terribly and no other country is doing it. So why should we? Though Trump doesn't support measures of reducing climate change, he does support protecting our environment. So he talks about pollution. He talked about that in the debate. He said, we need to decrease pollution. We've seen cities like Mumbai or Beijing that are, that are full of pollutants in the air. We can't create Houston, Texas, an oil city. We can't let them get, get, have pollutants in the air. So he has talked about the environment in some shape and form. He's talked about national forests, how those are important. 
but it's it's not really talking about the global ozone greenhouse gases that are causing our our climate to to heat up. All right, and that brings us to our last policy, which is the two candidates' stance on foreign policy in general and more specifically China. So Biden wants to reinforce democracy around the world. He wants to make sure that America lives up to all their standards that maybe they've been lacking, especially while Trump was president, according to him. And he wants to rejoin a bunch of political organizations that Trump has taken out of. And he wants to make sure that America is a strong supporter of NATO and that they have a strong connection and power over the world. And he said that he will use the military, use America's great military if necessary. And he wants to stay intact with our allies and put pressures against our enemies. Trump has a little bit of contrast there. He doesn't want to go fight in global wars. That's his big thing. We're going to get out of all these wars. We're fighting around the world and it's wasting our money. He says, so he says, stop endless wars and bring our troops home. Get our allies to pay their fair share. Maintain and expand America's unrivaled military strength. Wipe out global terrorists who threaten America's Americans and build a great cybersecurity defense system and missile defense system. So, so the, one of the big things with the Trump campaign, they have said that America is fighting in all these wars, especially in the Middle East. We have bases around the world, and we're putting money into these conflicts uh, that we're, we're allying with other countries. But these other countries, he's right, they aren't paying their fair share. The members of NATO aren't paying the 2% of their GDP into their military that they're required to pay under NATO uh, under the NATO agreement. The U.S. is. So we are pulling more than our weight. And he has a point. But I, I also think it's very bad if we pull out of all these wars, if we pull our bases out, if we, if we take, pull out of all these world conflicts, what does that leave? That leaves a power vacuum. And who's going to fill it? Two countries. And two countries we're kind of enemies with now. China and Russia. That's why I don't agree with Trump in that we need to bring our troops home. We do need to stop the wars, but we need to maintain a military presence around the world. Biden also took the stance that he says he wants to end the forever wars in the Middle East, in Afghanistan, and he wants to bring our troops back home. But I don't think either one of them necessarily wants to take all of our troops back to America. I think they more meant bring our troops back from the Middle East that are in wars and maybe maintain some amount of troops around the world as America always has. Yeah, that, that's true. But Trump, overall, he wants to get out of these conflicts that, that are the reason that America is so powerful around the world because we have our grip on these conflicts in all these different regions. He doesn't want, he doesn't want that grip. And it does cost a lot of money. Right. But we, we could discuss about it. It's not about my opinion. It's about theirs. And Biden also, his whole foreign policy is built around the middle class. He says that he wants to pursue a foreign policy for the middle class. He wants to do everything around the world to help the middle class of America and to make sure that they have a strong economy and they have everything that they need. So time is running out. So before we end, we want to remind everybody to vote in this upcoming election, whether it's by mail in your state, whether it's in person. You can go find more information at vote.org about polling locations. It's never too late to, to go and be a part of your democracy. Maybe you can help choose the candidate whose policies you like more as we talked about in this episode. So remember, this was The Young Perspective.